0: What's up, family? Knock Nation, it's Monday. You know what time it is. It's your girl, Cole Phillips, looking to make it Monday. Far from ordinary, right here on No Ordinary Church, girl, candy conversations on love, pain, and everything in between. Let's get into it. Family, what's going on? You know, I feel like this is so not true, but I don't know why I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in a while. This is not true. Technically, it's true, but technically it isn't. Like, you don't know how I do this. I'm not going to tell you because it takes away with all the fun. <laughs> but no, I, I feel like it's been too long. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I need my therapy. No, it's not that. You guys give me that. I don't know. Either way, I'm excited to talk to you. I'm excited to talk about that topic. And I'm excited about our series we're in, But God, stories of success out of coming out of traumatic situations. And that's not the tagline. I'm just saying that, (laughs) but, but God, right. What was that moment you can say, if it had not been for God pulling me out of this, if it had not been for God taking me on a different path, if it had not been for God, showing me this person, this place, whatever, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I'm really excited about this series we're in and, and the stories that are coming up and coming out of this series, but I do have some dm messages i told you guys the direct messages are coming through and that at some point we're going to talk about them well me and the italian staying and about to have conversation on one of them so i think it's time we introduce our new segment and that is drop it in my dm are you serious in my dm who puts that in your dm wow straight up in my dm
1: (gasps) dun dun dun
0: You guys like that? You know you love my sound effects. It's not really mine. It's all the brainchild of my dude, Italian stallion. What's going on? How you doing? I'm good. I gotta tell you, um, yeah, and I smacked like that on purpose, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had to do it because that's literally <laughs> some of the conversations I'm having with some of the ladies that uh, enjoy hearing you.
1: Oh, yeah. Goodness gracious. I usually hear
0: a smack first. <laughs> yeah so uh that italian stallion is he still single i'm like yes he, he he's never been single what do you mean i never introduced him as single like literally i get tongue-tied because they'll say they'll slide it in i'm like i'm thinking they're gonna say how connected is he, is still? he though right i'm like uh i'm not having this conversation with you do you like the show can we talk about that show they want to talk about you so you know i had to bring you back on man they were missing you
1: that's what well, i'm i'm back you're back I'm back.
0: And on our great new segment, drop it in the DM. I told you guys, I think you guys thought I was kidding when I said that, you know, you never know, I might address it on the show.
1: It's going to be fun. I
0: wasn't kidding. Like, it's going to be a fun one. If I say it, I'm really big on letting people know this. If I put, and, and I'm, I got to change this, man. And I think this is my own fault, what I'm getting ready to say, because it's it's just what I say. But there are, what, and it ties into what we're getting ready to talk about. There are some really perverted minds out here because I'll say, for example, this is like my staple statement in terms of like I'm true to my word. Right. I'll say if I put my mouth on it, I'm going to do it. Shut up. I wish you could have seen his face. (laughs) But I mean, there's some guys in particular. Right. They will make these faces like you put your mouth on. it. I'm like, really, really? Can we if I say I'm going to do a thing? I'm going to do it. So that's why I'm careful of the things I commit to, the things I put my mouth on, like the words I say, you know, that's what I mean by it. But it does tie into what we're getting ready to talk about. It does. So that's why I had to say it, guys, please understand. I don't want you to think I fell off the deep end. I still love Jesus and all that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, um, of course, whenever someone drops something in the DM, I need you guys to know, I am not going to say their name because depending on what it is, I don't want them to feel alienated or, um, anything like that or, or or, uh, called out. Right. So I will not do that, but I do, I will say it how they've written it. So, um, this one I received says, I have a question. Can you do a show on what it means to be asexual and demisexual? There are a number of people like myself who identify as being asexual and have evolved into being demisexual. And there is a biblical connection to this. And so, um, I thought this was a good one because it's about sex one. And I said the reason, I think it's a good one because of the fact that we don't talk about it enough in the church, right? We don't address. Sure, I mean it's these. a everyday it's thing. It's and, literally and there every day. Like Disney Channel even had these undertones of sexual innuendos. So, they do. Like I don't feel it's fair that we don't address this. So um, asexual. First of all, I had to research because never heard it before. Sure, I had asexual, demisexual. There's so many identifications. I can go on and on about that. But um, so, what's your take with the asexual side. How, how would you identify that first of all and
1: Well, just to let everybody know, asexuality yeah. is uh, the way that it's defined, it's a lack of sexual attraction. Right. for men or women. Right. So it's not not homosexual. It's right. it's literally a lack of sexual attraction between four men or women. Gotcha. So it's literally it's not saying that you can't be attracted to somebody. Right. But it's saying that the sexual attraction is not there. Okay. Um, I've heard there, there are a lot of different kinds of asexualism or asexuality, ah, okay, Give me um, you know, asexuals can be romantically attracted to someone. Um, like I said, there's so many different classifications of asexuality. Yeah. And
0: see, I have a problem with that in itself. Like, right. It's the... a lot
1: of different ones. Yeah. I mean, but go and, ahead. you know, I mean, and. You know, no judgment from either of us right. on the way that you identify as yourself. Right, right, Because that's the last thing that we need to do is judge.
0: Right. I don't
1: have the authority to judge anything at all. But, you know, like I was saying earlier, asexuals can be romantically attracted to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, for example, a biromantic asexual is someone who is not sexually attracted to anyone, but is romantically attracted to males and females. So whenever I hear that question,
0: that is so confusing to me, but go ahead. Well,
1: I think I can tie down. it I, in.
0: I, I love the fact that he can break this down. So I'm going to, that's why I'm letting you have it because <laughs> okay. I'm like, I'm so confused.
1: Well, and I'm going to, I know in the question, yeah, in the DM, it said demisexual, yeah. And it said asexual. Right. I think there is a direct correlation because if in it, you want to tell them the, the definition of a yes. demisexual? So,
0: demisexual is a person who does not experience sexual attraction unless they form a strong emotional connection with someone. So, it's more commonly seen in, by, by no means, uh, confined to a romantic relationship.
1: Okay. So, if you listen to that definition and the things that I just said, right. I believe that there is a direct correlation. I believe that asexuality may be. I think it's, it's derived in the same area as demisexual, meaning right. that I may not be a sexual, I may not be sexually attracted to you because you haven't touched me on the inside of, of, of my emotion.
0: Right. right. You know,
1: just because you may be, I'm not saying that you're not gorgeous or you're not beautiful and mm-hmm. physically attractive, right. but I can't. Be sexually attracted to you because you haven't touched my mind, right? And you haven't jumped into my emotional side. I mean, otherwise, it's literally just a random act of nothingness, right? Right. Which a lot of people, I think, if they didn't let their egos and their pride and their self-esteem get in the way of relationships and relations, Mm because relations are different than relationships, just absolutely
0: encounters.
1: Encounters, I think that if we as humans allow us to be more of that mindset of like, instead of just another animal in the room with me, right, right, you know, maybe you could touch my heart before I give you something intimate, right, you know, and I I think as we get older and find out as, as people, just as we find out what we want and what we don't want, what we love and what we don't love, I believe that not saying that this is what's happening, but I think that we can be, we can confuse ourselves for something as asexual because it's not the norm, you know, because statistics say there's 1% of the human population that's asexual. Mm. But I think that it's different than that. A lot of scientists have said, well, no, it's, it's not quite that it's, 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 higher than that because of what it is. But if you think about just the meaning of asexuality, it's, and demisexuality, right, right. They, they're, they're literally like the next step.
0: Absolutely. And when that,
1: when, and, and the reason I say it like that, I'm not saying, oh, I'm, I don't know everything. I don't know right. what is even going on in this person's situation, Right. but from what they said, they said,
0: yeah, identify
1: were- as asexual. And then now, i evolved, identif- into. evolved mm-hmm. into a demisexual. Right, right. So I've got a friend that just does not have the greatest luck with relationships. Mm-hmm. Still a virgin, mm-hmm. and above the age of thirty or okay. almost thirty, now, which you, isn't a you, bad you thing. You know,
0: you have great relations, if you will, with female and male. So we absolutely, have to go gender on this one. So is this a male or female? It's a
1: female. Okay. It is a female. And I
0: know he's going to ask because nowadays it it's, it's rare. It is. You don't talk to a lot of men who are still virgins, especially in their 30s. You don't. The, the, you don't. So this, so this
1: person's almost 30. I okay. guess about just, I think this year 30, I mm-hmm. believe, mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, next year 30, but still very, very but yeah, close to very 30. Very close. Gotcha. Still, st- still a virgin. N- not done. I'm I'm talking about heavy petting is about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's about it. And, yeah. you know, on clothes type stuff. Gotcha. You know, what so. What they
0: call go- goosing? I think it's I, I don't know. I don't either. It was a new word for me. So I didn't use it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I was always told heavy petting. And I was like, that's kind of strange. Like, I heavily pet my dog because I love him. But I'm like, I maybe I shouldn't hands. say that anymore. That one, I know, right? Jeez, Louis, that's a whole new ality we should not get, ever get oh, into. I
0: won't. I can't uh, Me neither.
1: <laughs> so, um, so, but she came out and she was like, you know, maybe I'm just asexual. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a reason I'm just not attracted. You know, I think that people who are trying to live out the social norm, mm-hmm. which is made up by just man, which is, is not really a social norm. Right. It's just a literal made up by media right. and celebrities Absolutely. and this. Like, oh, everyone's having this sex. This trend. Why aren't I having sex? Have I babies should be. and not
0: be married and all that kind of exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I think that it can skew a mindset. To think, you know, to have these odd thoughts about your own sexuality. Mm -hmm. But what I think happens is that in her situation, she's super socially awkward Mm -hmm. in a a way. I think Mm -hmm. that she kind of just grew up that way. Gotcha. Great person, but just really shuts down. Okay. You know, but she's never had someone that has pulled on her heartstrings or her has never stimulated her. On an internal level, yeah. instead of externally.
0: There you go.
1: Because you know, a asexual person can still be aroused physically. Yeah. And not that's that's nothing to do with emotion.
0: Right. Right. That
1: is nothing to do no, with emotion. No, that's purely
0: physical. Yeah. I
1: mean, if someone punches my leg hard enough, it will hurt whether I whether I want it to hurt or not. Right. Right. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So if I am aroused sexually, right, that doesn't mean that I want you sexually. That just means I'm aroused. That just means the person is aroused from a physical, biological standpoint. But on the emotional side, I just think that in this long story short and long explanation short, I think that from this person's question, I think that the evolution of us should be more towards that anyways.
0: I would agree with you. And that's the the direction I was going to go with it because with the demisexual it really is just saying I've made a conscious decision that I'm not even going to open up the door for sexual attraction until there is that strong connection. Yeah. That's that's really what it is. And I so, think that's great. And I do too. It saves us a lot of hurt and and delay and direction in what we're going on in our lives when we make those conscious decisions. So I applaud this person for even recognizing it. But even in that, I don't even think we have to identify in terms of I'm demisexual, I'm asexual, right? I get the identification of are you single or married, right? That's pretty important. Sure. Right. But when and I think it goes back to what you said in terms of society, right? It's almost like you have to tell a person, well, I'm abstaining or I'm not even looking in that direction unless there is a strong connection. I don't even let that even cross my mind. I've gotten to I've gotten to a place where I control that to where it's not even an issue for me. Sure. Right. That, to me that shouldn't even be a conversation like you and I have never had a conversation hey I just want you to know that I'm highly attracted to you but I control my sexual urges because you have a girl
1: <laughs> that'd be odd <laughs> that'd be strange you know what's
0: you know I'm like this man is my brother guys like literally we are just shy of actually being brother and sister that's that's just how Seriously. I feel about him and, and vice versa I don't need to say that to you though you know what I'm saying Like yeah. I, I, but I get where they're coming from well,
1: I, I do too and I think that you know, if, if you check out the media, you check out all this stuff oh nowadays,
0: gosh. it's out of control.
1: Everyone has to announce something sexual.
0: All if you day, notice every, that, all day, every day. you
1: know, and and not, not that that's a bad thing, but I think that that has made people self-conscious about yeah. how they feel on the inside. Mm-hmm. Because if I have to announce everywhere that, you know, I like... Blue eyes and black hair. Right. And then everyone in the room is blonde. So I just <laughs> insulted everyone, everyone in this room.
0: Right. Right.
1: Then that's like, well, why would I ever say that again? So now I've created this self-esteem issue. Yeah. Not something that's, it can be detrimental to me, like overall as a human, right. but it's an insecurity that, now, that I've now created because I'm following the social norm. Right. It's like me walking in the room and being like, hey guys, I'm straight.
0: Right. Cool. Why are you telling? Why us, are you
1: telling me this? Right, you is know, there a
0: reason behind this this identification announcement? We
1: focus so much on this on on the, the 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 labeling. Yeah. Instead of just saying hi, human. There it is. You're an awesome person. There it is. And I think that that this this whole labeling thing, which you know, I fully support no matter what you identify as. And I don't want anybody to get that skewed. Right. Because I want, whatever makes you happy, please be happy.
0: There you go. We live once. Have your peace. There we you live
1: go. once. Just be happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As long as it's not hurtful to somebody else, you know? Right. Right. But just, I, that, that's that's what I have to say. It's like, yeah. I, I, I fully support it, but stop labeling yourselves in a way where you have to segregate. Right. You've now separated yourself from these other walks of Mind you, we're all humans. There you go. You know, yes, they're extremists on all avenues and all sides of things. But if we stop labeling ourselves as these things and thinking some, thinking I'm different than you just right. because I don't want to have sex with her right. because she doesn't do anything for me. Right, right. I've I've, I've dated girls before in my past that were just perfect tens on the outside Mm -hmm. and they did nothing for me emotionally.
0: (laughs) I've seen these (laughs) gorgeous ladies. I'm like, good Lord, where does he find these women?
1: (laughs) But it's crazy because if you can't stimulate my mind, but now this isn't everybody. This is, this is a lot have to do with me because
0: I think that's growth.
1: I think it is too.
0: Yeah, I really do. If
1: you can't stimulate my mind, your physical attraction doesn't mean as much to me.
0: Yeah, and that's true.
1: It really does And I doesn't. think,
0: honestly, that cha- that ties into um, why people get caught up. I would have never put them together, right? They look at the exterior yeah, see? because they don't take the pretty picture, whatever that's needed for Instagram. I'll use that. Because they don't paint the pretty picture, like, they look good together. That makes sense to me by my eye. You have no idea. I'll just use um, the first thing that came to mind right now, which was um, Heidi Klum in, in, in Why Am I Drawing a Blank? Oh, Seal. my boy. Thank you. Like, dude, sorry. Love his music. But, you know, people looked at him. He's got these scars on his face from his lupus. No fault of his own. Um, But but they look at this is a supermodel cover girl. How did he get her? Right. Because obviously there was something internal that was going on. It goes back to the, the level of care and love he gave her that had nothing to do with her exterior, because that's probably what most men first you know, approached or, or preyed on. You know? Uh, you
1: know, we we as we as once again as humans, we cannot. No one can deny that we are not attracted to looks since from the very first moment. Right. You you don't walk up to a disgusting person and be like, "Man, I bet you got a good personality." Exactly. No one does that. No. But it doesn't have to be a perfect ten. It can be a ten in your eyes. There you go. You could see something in this person. Like, I mean, there there have been women that I've dated that people look at me like, Oh, well, you know, she's not as pretty as you are. And I'm like, that's really offensive. Exactly. Because to me, that person is gorgeous. Right. Is off the scale. There is no one to 10 because that person has, it's kind of like whenever you get into it, get into a group of people and you can kind of pick out the good people and the mm-hmm. bad people. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean bad people, but the good humans and mm-hmm. the bad humans, mm-hmm. the good energy and the bad energy. You know, we're in a universe full t- it, of energy. It
0: doesn't take long.
1: No, it doesn't. it doesn't. You can look into someone's eyes and find if they're empty, if they're hurting, yep. if they're full of love. Yep. You know, like Santa. Think, this is weird, but Santa, Santa Claus. Yeah. You know, in the description of Santa Claus and right. all the kids books and yeah. all yeah. the stories, He's he laughing. had kind eyes.
0: Yeah. He's jolly. Literally.
1: Yes. Yeah. Jolly. His eyes lit up and they were bright. And what does that create? That creates joy. Yeah. You yep. know, so whenever you think about that, very odd tangent. It's okay. Bring it back I'm down. With I'm with you. So you look at someone and you find just, I mean, it can be in the eyes, mm-hmm. it can be in the way that you carry yourself, it could be the way that you have stimulated me in a way that is not physical.
0: There you go. Because and that can change. It, yeah. That can change in a moment's notice. It can through illness, through an accident, like anything. Anything. And so if you're not rooted in what do you identify in terms of the heart matter, right? The posture of, of the heart. And that's biblical, guys. Um when, when you read in Proverbs, you'll read that it talks about as a man thinketh, so is he. So what are you really thinking about? What are you really gearing towards when it comes to how you identify yourself? Nothing against this this direct message at all. This is just creating more of conversation because I and want the conversation. Thank you for the message too. Absolutely. That's I'm glad great. I'm it so glad brave. you had
1: yeah, I'm so glad you had the the the, the brave mindset, the bravery Just to do that. to be free that.
0: in that and to say it, you know, and can we have dialogue about it? So Great thank you, you so much for that. Um, I will tie some, uh, you know, guys, I always have to try to put some scripture basis to this, right? And so this is coming from Matthew 19 and I'm using this one. This is where Jesus is actually um, addressing some of the Pharisees who are religious teachers. They're really big on rules and regulations, right? So this is where for those of you who've been listening, know that I'm not big on religious rules and rhetoric. That's what the Pharisees were. The The rules say this. The Bible says this, for example, if we want to make it more um, current day. So Jesus is addressing what they're saying in this manner as it relates to divorce and marriage and things of that. So here it says um, 19. This is Matthew 19 4. Jesus answered. Haven't you read that the creator made the male and female in the beginning and said that he and, and that he said, that's why a man will leave his father and mother and remain united with his wife and the two will be one. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, don't let anyone separate what God has joined together. So that's speaking more of identifying that we are all equal. And so I really, I love that in the sense of he made us male and female, but that we are equal. We are co-creators. So whoever you connect to, whatever you're doing, you all are allowed to co-create. It's not about what you identify each other as because you are allowed to co-create and what he identifies as you being male or female from there, what are you creating? What did he purpose that relationship to be? And what were you supposed to do from there? That's one, Um, because I'm just really big on identification and, and we should understand that it says right there that he created us. He said it right there that he created us to be equals. And so that's one. But then if I go down to identifying about sex in particular, so here, let me get to my right scripture, guys. Sorry. This is what you call candid situations in there. That, and that's what it is because I lost my space and I'm, I'm filling time. Can you tell? I'm totally filling time. I'm totally like flubber flubbering, whatever that is. that a word? I don't know. Flubbering. I don't.
1: <laughs> flubbering. Okay. I think that's that green ooze Leave that makes you alone. bounce around.
0: Leave me alone. Uh, uh, I can't find it, guys, because I just lost it. Well, if I do find it, I'll bring it back. But it has to do with understanding if you can abstain um, in terms of a sexual manner, then it is better for us to be single. But if you cannot, it's better to marry. And that's just speaking to just keeping it in the framework of what God designed it to be, which is between a man and a woman and for you to create. Okay. So this is nothing against with those who identify with being homosexual or anything like that. I have to go off what I read and what I believe in. And So when we talk about creating, It goes back to creating sex was designed to create sex is supposed to feel great. So for those of you listening with your kids have the talk because it's everywhere. If you don't have it, they'll find out about it. Trust me, YouTube, uh, uh, all on their games is all types of sexual undertones, the TV it's everywhere. So if you're not creating the narrative that you want to have told to your kids, I'm telling you now you need to start. Right. But again, um, when we talk about, creation, I'm really big on understanding what sex was meant to do. And it was designed to create. It was also a form of intimate connection. It was another form of expressing love, uh, and, and really honoring who God has created for you. And if you look at it that way, I believe you will be even more selective, whether it's asexual, demisexual, what have you, abstaining, celibacy, whatever word you want to use the reason you're doing it is because you understand the importance of who you are and what you're creating when you connect with someone in that way. Uh, and that's really what I wanted to drive home with that. I thank the individual who uh, decided to bring up such a heavy topic. Uh, I think that was uh, really brave again of you to just say, I identify as, at one point I was this, and then I evolved to this. I think that's awesome Um, that you're just willing to share and to have that dialogue. And thank you for allowing us to do so. And don't be sad that this segment is over and that I failed to give you the other scripture, but guess what? I'll find it.
1: You will find. it. I I've, will
0: find it, cause I had I it. I believe in you. I'm gonna do what awesome hap- that happened all the time in my church. The devil did it, even though the devil, didn't the do devil it, did it. I the just devil did it. The devil made that job.
1: mouse move and made just <laughs> made your routing on your screen go I'm away. Like, where
0: did it go? I don't know where it is. It's upsetting me. But no, but...
1: you really did hit it home with the with with, with the equal. I yeah, mean, you know,
0: we we are. We no are.
1: person is better than the next and it's there are different circumstances in our lives that that define us but that doesn't have to define us in a way that's negative
0: Mm-mm.
1: never you know it's i don't know I, i'm a I'm a big stickler of that i see a lot of people so down on themselves yeah. for not living up to what they believe they should be yeah. or what they see and it's like what's going to happen is your life is going to be filled with regret Absolutely, and guilt for not doing what you should have done, because like I said, we live once on this earth. There you go. We have one t- one life to impact this earth in the current body that we are in.
0: There you go. Whatever
1: you believe in, that is a factual statement. Whether you believe in reincarnation, that's a different body. Whether you believe in a life after, which is fantastic, that's still not on this earth. There you go. So we have one life to impact this earth in the body and the and with the skills that we have and if we allow just the name mm-hmm. of this of this podcast who are you listening to yeah yeah you should be listening to yourself there you go and your passions and your skills and the people who lift you up but if you do not treat this as your one life you will live with regret and you you have allowed other people to define you as a human there you go which isn't okay it's like and no it never one will be. Yeah. no no one can make me sad I'm gonna tell you that right now you cannot make me sad I have circumstances can upset me right but you as a person cannot uh, cannot make me no. feel anyway right I choose from the circumstance whether to feel sad happy angry but no person please if you listen to anything know that whenever you say to yourself well you upset me you allowed them to upset you. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that it's not, that's just easy to turn off.
0: No, I get it. But you're absolutely, I mean, you're going and I'm just going to go right into it. So guys, don't be sad that this segment is over but it is so don't be sad but i'm sorry it's it's so good it's good cuz you know when me and me and madu we get together we get the dialogue and I we know, can we can't can go. stop talking we we go we but you are right there a 7 hour segment so
1: <laughs> here we go
0: <laughs> and that's going to be funny
1: i know I'm
0: like oh my god it's still on <laughs> <laughs> part 32 <laughs> see, right it's part 50 <laughs> But you, you really did. Like I'm telling you, man, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stretch my hand on you here soon. Just put my hand straight on your forehead, and I'm gonna prophesy over you that you just got the ability to tie stuff together. Because the top, I mean, you went right into it. The topic of the day, guys, is voice control. Who are you listening to? And what Talia and Stanley just said is so true in terms of no one has the control to make you do anything. And that is even when I say no one has the control, when people say, oh, the enemy, the devil did this, man, Satan messing with me. No, no, no. I want to enlighten you to something. Satan does not have the power to do anything. The enemy doesn't have the power to do anything because he wasn't created to be a creator. He, He was not that. He is not that. But you were created to create. And because you were created to create, guess what? The enemy can give you suggestions, ideas, and thoughts to get you to create what he wants you to create. I'm going to say that again, because I know that probably jacked you up a little bit. I'm going to be a little churchy. I'm going to say it again. So <laughs> again, you one were created. One more time. One more time get for it. the people in the back. You were created <laughs> to create. Because you were created to create in this world, right? The enemy is not able to create. He can only imitate. Therefore, he's going to deposit thoughts, ideas, and suggestions to get you to create what he desires to see in this world. And ultimately for the destruction of you. So no one can make you do anything, but it is the voice of who are you listening to that determines what you create. So y'all know how we do because I'm a woman who knows she is not perfect, but I do live out the good Lord's word as best I can. I'm going to get you. I'm, there it is. I wish you guys could see him. He threw his hand up. I'm going to get you some word. Mm. There it is. I'm going to get you some Jesus. All right, here we go. So it's John eight thirty one, God's word translation. I want to make sure you know what translation I'm reading from. Uh, so Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you live by what I say, you are truly my disciples. Now, why is he saying that? Because he's telling them that in order to be a disciple, you have to believe in what he says, believe in his word. Okay, guys, that's ultimately what this is saying. Believing in his word. And by believing in his word, his word being the truth. And also scripture states the truth will set you free, right? And so I want to talk about voice control because it's so important that you understand who you are listening to, okay? You have several voices around you. You may be married, your spouse, you may not. Maybe mom, dad, aunt, uncle, granny, if she's the one who raised you, some of us have went through that, Uh, granddad. Who is the strongest voice in your life? I want you to think about that person right now. Who do you talk to often? Who do you rely on when life gets a little stupid? Who do you um, lean on when you need a little more education about a direction you're going in and you, you consider them having wise counsel? Whatever the case may be, get that person in your head. Nine times out of 10, whoever is the first person to come to mind is probably the person you talk to the most. And that person has a lot of control because that voice is pretty strong. And when they say something, they have a level of influence. This is why, for those of you who are influencers out here, This is why you have become a huge commodity to companies because they know if they can get you to put that product in your hand, they know if they can get you to say something about their clothing, whatever it is that you're going to take them to the next level, depending on the level of influence you have, because your followers are listening to you. You have a voice, right? And so they want to use your voice to get their way. So where am I going with this? Again, I'm going back to John 8:31. I'm gonna read a different translation. I'm doing this so you guys can catch it. This is the English standard version. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. If you abide in my word, his word being the truth. Okay. So if his word is the truth and you abide in that word, that word is going to guide you when things get dark. So here's the, but God moment. So this is mine. So you guys heard me talk about um, that relationship that I was in for six years. That was absolutely the dumbest thing I could have done in my entire life. Right. And the reason I say it was the dumbest thing I could have done in my entire life is because it took six years of my life that I cannot get back. It almost took my entire set of uh, 30s, if you will. So the 30s were were really um, consumed with this individual. Now, let me paint the picture for you. Cause I don't think I've ever done it. And if I have, for those of you who've been listening, great. You just get a, a deeper sense of this story. So I met this individual in church. I met this individual when I was in one of the most rockiest moments of my marriage. So I want to be very clear about this sequence. So I was married at the time. Marriage was on the way out. We knew it. We were already talking divorce. We were going through the proceedings of it and everything. And for those of you who've been in those situations where you have a rocky relationship and it doesn't have to be marriage, but you're at that place where, you know, it's done. And so now you start seeking someone else. Not wise. Don't do that. The reason I'm saying that is because you need to address what caused that relationship to turn out the way it did and not about them and what they did. So you don't see that in another individual. It's more about you and what you did and what you didn't see. It's very important that you do that first. This is why the rebound effect happens to so many people because they don't address what they did and what they didn't see. Again, going back to what Italian Stallion said, you can't make him do anything. You can only do it yourself. Okay. So that's an important sidebar with that one. So I didn't do that. Right. So the marriage was going down, made a decision, decision to entertain this individual from a emotional place. Right. Right weren't having sex or anything like that. It was purely just the comfort of being able to release to somebody. Right. And they, they understood my situation because guess what? Because the enemy is crafty the way he is and he's creating through my ability to connect with this individual. Yeah. I'm in a similar situation. They were going through tough times in their marriage. Oh, wow. You understand me. So now we're just a talking and we're connecting and, we're, and then we get closer and then we start doing the blurred lines of, well, now we're not really friends because I kissed you and now, Oh, well, you know, I'm really attracted to you because of course, if you're going one way, you're not entertaining the other. Right. So not having any intimacy with my at the time husband and he wasn't having any intimacy at the time with, his wife. And so now we're really starting to connect, right? So there's a disconnect in the marriage and a connect in a way that was not uh smart. Italian Stallion wanted you guys to know that he's not listening to me, but it's okay.
1: <laughs> I'm absolutely listening to you. I'm
0: absolutely listening to you. I just had to do to it you. just because... You
1: called just,
0: me out. I just had to. I'm Sorry, guys. It I don't was know so what much.
1: just happened.
0: It's, it's okay. It's the beauty of candidness. And I don't know if that's a real word, but I used it. So, so sorry. You
1: coined it now candidness. I, candidness. I'm <laughs> absolutely listening. I was trying to take a really good picture of you <laughs> because you love to see yourself in pictures.
0: I actually do. I'm really I know you like do. like that, guys. I do. I really encourage And then out. it
1: started making noises and I
0: panicked. <laughs> So that's my way of trying to cover that up. There you go. Hey. That's the beauty of candid conversations with Cole. Boom. So as I was saying, and I can go right back just like that cuz I'm cool like that. But <laughs> So we're we're creating, guys. Going back to what I talked about. We're creating and because we're creating Um, this wrong relationship. We got so deeply entangled emotionally that it became hard to disconnect. Right. When I started to recognize there were things in my husband at the time that he was trying to change. Now I'm not saying that we would have made it. I don't, I I honestly believe that we were not the best fit for one another and we just didn't see it like we should have. And the beauty is, is that we did have two beautiful sons that were able to still do life through. um, And and I appreciate that side of what came out of that relationship. Again, creation. That was the creation out of some of the mess that could have, not uh, been good overall. So as I continued down this road with this individual, I end up getting a divorce. They end up getting a divorce. We're still connecting and talking and dealing, but guess what? I wasn't visible. Why was I not visible? I was not visible because how we got together was not in the right way. Why? Because we both know we were married when we were interacting with each other and like we talked about earlier, what does it look like to the masses? Well, They just got divorced and now they're together. How much you want to bet that they were seeing each other when they were still married to the other people? So we didn't want that impression. So what did we do? I became what you call a side chick. Yep, that's right. I was a side chick. That is probably the most... And and this person would disagree. We've talked about it since then. Um, We've had very tough, hard conversations when everything finally broke. But the fact of the matter... Is at that time you could have labeled me as a mistress because he was married when I was messing with him. I don't know what you would call a guy when you're messing with a married woman, but I know what you call a mistress. <laughs> it's usually that's what you call a, a, a lady. I don't know what, what a would you, Mister. I don't know. You know, it's it's really interesting how women's names, the, the the name of a woman, how you identify her in that way evolves, right? So there's thought. It's like you don't call a guy a thought. Right. No, nah. you don't. Right. And so there's thought there was horror in the Bible. Then we went from whore to just being a hoe to like the, the side chick. Like I don't, you don't, know, we evolve in our names when it's negative connotation. It's really interesting. The one that stays true throughout history has been dog for a man. Yeah. That's it. Right. And so, um, and, and I'm comfortable with that guys, because I'm, I know I'm not that. But I also know how I got there. And I got there because I was in a weakened state. I had stayed in that state for too long in my mind. Again, voice control. My mind was stuck in the space of what my ex-husband had told me, which was, uh, you don't act like this. You don't do this. You don't do that. You're, you're not this. Like there was so much over the years. We were married for 10 years. And again, this does not make him a bad guy. I want to make that very clear. These, these were things that we walked out and what we went through that could completely connect to his own childhood. Again, voice control, whatever the narrative is that you keep playing in your head is what carries throughout your life. So who knows what narrative inside he's been dealing with. Right. And then you have my own narrative for my own childhood or my own life experiences. And then we come together with these narratives in our head. Now, because I had that weakened state and I didn't get what I thought I was supposed to get in marriage, I didn't really know what a healthy marriage looked like because I wasn't raised in one. So then I'm trying to create this facade that I think it's supposed to look like based on the Hustables because the Cosby show I love so much, but that wasn't my husband, right? <laughs> so... You, you watch this evolve and it happens where you're not getting what you think you're supposed to get. And then here you are in a relationship that you never saw yourself being in because that's not the person you are. But how did you get there? Because the strongest voice had you in a weakened state. And I'm speaking for me. I was in a weakened state to the place where I became open to creating this relationship that was so corrupt. Now, because it was a corrupt relationship, the foundation of it was so faulty, That yeah, we couldn't put it out to the masses. So what did I do? I was in secret. We would go and meet in hotels. We wouldn't even go out to dinner because we didn't want to take the chance of people seeing us and wondering, Hey, what's up with that? Right? Well, my husband at the time, because we were not divorced yet when all this was still going on, um, he blew the, the the hinges off and he uh, made some announcements publicly, Mm -hmm. social media stuff. It got really nasty it's really bad. And of course, it was highly embarrassing, but it's what I did. Right. That wasn't the moment that broke it, though, because I was so emotionally tied to this guy. And because I was already done with my husband at the time, I'm like, whatever, you know, you're just you're just acting out because, you know, it's over. Whatever. Right. That was my mind. And of course, this man is in my head and he still talking because he still wants what he wants. Right. So he keeps this going. Six years, guys. I can't even begin to for, for the sake of whoever may be listening that may know them and may be close to it and may start to unravel who they are. I'm not going to do that, but there are pieces of the story that um, you just wouldn't believe from moving close to me and my sons with their new situation. And like, and, and I'm still a side chick. Like, how does that happen? They moved on. But yet they still have their hand on me because they have this. It's not what you think. This is what's going on. I just need you to understand you're my friend. And you're just because that voice is so strong. And at one point in time, they showed you such care. You start to believe it. I am the person, guys, believe it or not, that literally believed. And this happens in the church. And for those of you who are listening, I know you know it to be true. Where women will say, women in particular, because I can't speak for the men, that God told me that's my husband. I was the one who could find scriptures to justify. This is what you call making the word and twisting it. That ain't the truth, but you make it work for you. I did that. Why? Because my, my head was so caught up in this. I got so entangled emotionally. He got so into my heart that I couldn't see any other way, but being with him. And so I allowed six years of my life, guys, this guy got divorced. He got a new situation, broke away from that, got a new situation and still had me in the wings. How does that happen? And for those who know me would probably be shocked to even hear the story. They're like, how in the heck? Like, you're not even, huh? Like, who would ever envision you to be that person? Because I was so hurt at one point in time in my marriage that I accepted something that was way less than I should have ever allowed in my life. So where was the but God moment? Um, they made a decision to get married. And when they got married, I found out in one of the most like soap opera ways imaginable. It was crazy. I'm walking into this event that we were all going to be at, not knowing that, I knew he was dating this woman, but I didn't think it was like going to turn into anything. And again, the, the the whole story was, well, you know, we can't come out because people would know how they would figure out that we were probably seeing each other when we were married. So we got to wait. But then if you think about it, but he was already, <laughs> it still happened to the other woman because they were like, well, he moved on quick. So that must've been the one he was messing with when he was married to the other one. So it still would have happened. Right. But to me, I'm thinking, well, yeah, let her take the fall. And then, you know, that'll die down. We're still friends. We're still talking. And eventually we'll get together. I come in for the event And she knew about me. And I think she knew women intuition. She knew there was, there was um, attraction there or whatnot. I come in guys and there's a beautiful, and the ring was, it was bad. It It was gorgeous. Pretty old ring on her finger. And can you imagine it? This is what happened two weeks prior. He'd been to my place and slept with me two weeks prior. I come in and I see this beautiful ring on this woman's finger and she's all, you know, flashing it and stuff. And everybody's like, Congratulations. Here's the thing, they 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 were engaged. Yeah, no, they weren't just engaged. They were married. <laughs> yeah. They were married, guys. So imagine those soap operas where you come in and they are like they're married. Da, 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 da. That's what I felt like. I've never had a panic attack. I was like, this is not happening to me. This is this, this doesn't happen to me. Like this, this is this is not real. And I remember a girlfriend saying, Hey, we, we should probably go. And I'm like, no, no, I'm gonna be good. I'm going to stand here and I'm going to stare at them the whole time. We got to sit in a way where they can see us. You know, I couldn't do it guys. I was like, my heart was shattered. I couldn't believe somebody would treat me like that. Cause I felt like complete dirt at that point. Like I was straight up nobody and knowing what you know about me. And for those who've heard me uh, for some time, or those of you who've been in my company, you'll know that I I'm really big on knowing who you are and being confident in who you are. But that voice was so strong that I somehow some way I got so far removed from who I know I am and who God says I am, that they had that that control over me until they decided they didn't want it anymore. And that was that moment. Right. And I remember I went home and um, I was divorced, of course, by then. Like All that had happened. I went home. And my sons were asleep and I, I just remember going in my room and I was at the lowest point imaginable. And I was just like, you know, God, if you want to take me tonight, like I'm not going to do it. Cause I'm not brave enough to do that mess. I have this thing about suicide guys, and this is not a joke about it, but I truly have this, this thing I do because of what the Italian stallion said. Like I do like looking at myself. I like, I like taking pictures. I like being pretty and getting all dressed up, whatever. I had this thing that that was what God would use if I tried to commit suicide, that he would actually let me live, but, but there would be some sort of deformity about me. So that was the way I was fearful of like, I will never do it because I'd be the one to live through it. But I had to live through the constant reminder of what I tried to do. Right. So that was my way of not doing it. But I tell you, I gave all authority to him to take me out. I'm like, if you want to take me tonight, I know the boys will be fine. I trust that. I trust him. That's their dad's name. Their dad's father's name. I'm good. I'm good because I don't want to walk this pain out. This is too much. Like who would do this to a person? And he told me to reach out to who is now my big brother. I love him to death. Um, His name's Aaron McCardell. He's like my, my brother, my pastor, you know, you name it. And I had just met this man. Like, I'm like, yeah, no, this dude don't, no, like not going to do that. And there was this just constant pressing in my spirit to reach out to him. Now, mind you, it's like 9 45. It's man, My brother's married, been married for over 20 years. I'm going towards 30, actually. And so I'm like, you don't do that. Like, that's not the hour you reach out to somebody. Right. And so I wasn't going to call him. And then there was like, OK, text him. And I'm like, oh, i just not going to let this go. I just want to go. Like, I just want to leave. And so I text him this. The first text that I sent was, sorry to bother, sir. Do you have a minute? And he responded like almost instantly. So I don't know if he happened to just be on his phone or whatever. He's like, sure, what's going on? And I said, what are you seeing me? I wasn't even thinking about what that looks like, guys. I just, because you got to understand, again, voice control. The voice in my head said, you're crap. Because in order for somebody to do that to you, you're nothing. So I don't even know why you're trying to find yourself at this point. And I said, you know, what are you seeing me? And because of the character and the integrity of this man, because at this point I was just done with men. Like I just was like, I'm good. I'm just going to be single the rest of my life. Take care of my boys. Um, I'm good on that. And he says, I need to understand the context of the question before I can answer it. He could have went a whole bunch of different directions with that question, guys. I was impressed at the fact that he actually wanted to understand why was I asking the question before he just went and answered it. And when I I actually sent him this long text message about what happened and he in turn literally said, you need to understand that this had nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with him. And I need you to know who you are. And he started just dropping all these different scriptures. He didn't even just like tell me like what he sees in me. He literally showed me the word and said, this is who you are. And this is who you were made to be. And I know I haven't had a lot of time with you, but this is what I get from you. And so I'm not going to say I'm shocked by this situation. I'm just going to say, I want to remind you of who you are. And I need you to know this is not the end of your chapter. Or he said, this is not the end of your life. This is just a chapter that you need to cross over. And it was like, I didn't say anything about me feeling suicidal. I didn't say anything about, I want to be out of here. You know, none of that, but it was like, God knew I need to say this in a way that she gets. I'm not letting her do this. And you got to get up and you got to keep it moving and understand you should have never been there to begin with. But I had to do something to break how the control this man had over you because he had control, guys. He really did. And who's to say he couldn't have? And he was blowing my phone up afterwards. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. I'm like, I, I think you're married. That's what I think. So what do you mean? It's not what I think. And if it had not been for that moment and that person that God used and him being who he is and allowing God to uh, use him in that manner, who knows where I would be right now? Who knows how many more broken relationships I would have walked out before I finally got it. And so I want you to think about the things and and the people and the the places who has the strongest voice in your life. Are you living off the principles of God's word? Do you at least refer back to it when things get a little questionable, when, when life is less peaceful, when you walk into a chaotic situation, do you refer back to the word or do you refer back to whoever's voice has the most weight? Because depending on that voice, it could be mom, dad, whoever, they're not always right. They don't know. Honestly, why God has you on the trajectory that He has you on at certain times of your life. And so it's so important that you understand His word and reflect back on His word continuously, especially in dark moments, because that's what's going to help navigate through those charted waters that are unknown for you or when you feel like you're walking something alone, because a lot of us do, right? A lot of us have moments where we do uh, walk out life alone. And so, guys, I really want you to begin to think about. When you think voice control, if it doesn't speak to the narrative that, you know, God says about you, question it, question them. And it doesn't have to be a confrontation or a conflict. It could just be a conversation between you and God. You just say a prayer and say, Lord, that didn't, that didn't sit well with me. So reveal to me who this person is or reveal to me the situation or reveal to me the direction I need to go in. I promise you he will. He's done it for me um, countless times. He's done it for me when it comes to my sons. It's um, just so much that I could tell you. And so Today, I want you to begin to think about what you're thinking about and who's the one placing those thoughts in your head. Is it God? Is it the enemy or is it you? Because sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. And so continue to control that voice, guys. And uh, I'm praying for you. And I'm believing the best for you for anyone who's in a dark moment. Please, please, please reach out to if you're in a state of suicide or even contemplating it, please reach out to the suicide helplines. They're they're everywhere. Um, you can just simply Google it. There's too many to even name. Um, there's some that are close in your neighborhoods. Just be sure to go places where you can get the help you need. It's so important um, and that you are listening to the right voice, which is the voice of God. So that's my time today, guys. Um, I hope you got something out of that. And I hope that you enjoyed our drop it in the DM segment. We're going to be doing more of that. So you know what I got to say. If you want to continue the conversation, drop it in my DM, guys. I want to dialogue about it. It's important that we grow together. It's important that you get something that's tangible that helps you move forward in life. So again, I appreciate you. Love you. Thank you, Italian Stallion. What you got?
1: got one more thing. Please. I do apologize just because you did Absol- say about the, about the suicide hotline. Please. I'm going to give a national, it's National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Thank you. Open 24 hours. They have an online chat. They have everything. Oh, that's beautiful. It's 1-800-273-8255. Give it to them again. 1-800-273-8255. Available 24 hours every single day. And don't be afraid to reach out.
0: Absolutely. It's so important. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Again, this was near and dear to my heart. That's my butt God moment. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. No ordinary church girl, drop it in my DM. I will be more than happy to have that continued dialogue here on this show. And remember you need to go and have a Monday that's far from ordinary. So you can have a week that manifests into God's best. Love you.